if you've been at B&A Church on a Sunday in recent weeks, you'll have heard us reintroducing the proposed building swap between Hallfield Baptist Church and B&A Church of 279 Gloucester Road and 160A Gloucester Road. And the purpose of this recording, it's a one-off podcast between Wayne Massey and James Stevenson, is to bring you up to speed with what has happened since we were talking about it publicly in the summer of 2022. So before we get to there, let's just do a bit of background. Wayne, in 2016, the PCC announced its building statement of needs, which were? Um, A space that would gather 400 at any one time with breakout for about 150. Um, So that the thinking behind that was actually in the modern world to do church well you need decent numbers and you need to be able to look after people in breakout groups safely so space for 400 with breakout for 150 sort of youth and kids and then the ancillary stuff around that toilets kitchen and if possible a presence on the Gloucester Road because that's where we recognize that mission and ministry happened and where the life of the parish is very much focused the Gloucester Road. Our initial thinking was that that was likely to involve the sale of the Good Shepherd, so we planned that sale, and then um, the reconfiguration of, as was then, St Michael's on the Gloucester Road and um, St Bartholomew's into being those two buildings the other way around, so St Bart's being the larger space and St Michael's um, being the community presence. Oh. And what we recognised in doing that was we had talked as a, as a PCC that our, our gold standard would be one space. Um, and, and our sense was that it would be impossible to find a space that could do that other than the park, um, which was off the Gloucester Road because there was, there was no space within, within our parish, our sort of physical area of responsibility um, that, that would meet our needs. So we had this sense that we were looking at developing the smaller site on the Gloucester Road and hopefully keeping it. And then aim and looking at a project that was anything anything in excess of three million pounds to bring the park site up to spec. Now, if you want to know more about that, then there are some documents at the bottom of the page on which this recording is located, which will give you a little bit more detail about that period of our history, but also the years running up to that. Um, the the document goes back to the genesis of of these of this parish as it was in two parishes now we find ourselves then in a situation um at the end of 2021 and i think the the critical incident which we'd like to start with is it's my wedding anniversary our wedding anniversary not yours and mine obviously um (laughs) nikki and my wedding anniversary and we're heading out for breakfast and you're on a zoom call with two guys um called mike and alistair and you're talking about this crazy idea or what became a crazy idea. So we were introduced to Mike and Alistair, who are from the southeast, but are working with um, the Baptist Union and Hawfield Baptist Church on the future use and mission of Hawfield Baptist Church as a church family and as a church building. And so I had arranged this Zoom call to find out about what they were thinking, um, what the plans might be, and just was there anything possible that might emerge for us and Hallfield working together? The upshot of that call was that it transpired that Hallfield were considering what it would look like to downsize either their current building or into a new building. And we invited Mike and Alistair to come and meet with us in our buildings, um, which happened in January 2022, at which um, we floated the idea would, would 168, so B&A Gloucester Road, potentially make a good site for Hawfield Baptist Church in the future. 
And would 279, would they then be interested in selling 279 Gloucester Road, which is the current Hawfield Baptist Church building, to B&A, which we had identified as, a, as the one building, the one building in the whole of our geographical area that actually met our building um, mm. statement of needs. Um, a space that would gather 400, mm. breakout space for 150, and a presence on the Gloucester Road for mission and ministry and the life of the kingdom. So then in the first quarter of 2022, there were quite private conversations that went on between the key leaders um, on, on both sides and their denominations about whether this is something that could work as an idea. That The second quarter involved the governance structures of both congregations entering into kind of a, a formal negotiation process towards um, a deal being agreed in principle. Um, and then the, the third quarter of the year involved kind of working out what the parameters would be that would enable us to move forward towards a sale and agreeing those, particularly on our side with the diocese, who are our custodian trustees. So just can you just clarify for us a little bit, Wayne, what it means um, uh, for us to describe the diocese of Bristol as custodian trustees. So um, we are what's we are a parish church, and um, our trustees form what's called the PCC. And under charity law, PCCs aren't allowed to own their own assets, so they are held in trust on behalf of mm. a PCC. Uh, and so up and down the country, so for example, lots of PCCs they might ho- own their own curate's house, but it'll always be a different trust, yeah. a charity that owns it on their behalf. So normally, what happens when a PCC? owns assets they're held in trust by the diocesan board of finance and the difference between a management trustee and a custodian trustee is the job of the custodian trustee is to ensure that the management trustees are running their assets well and if as happened when we sold the good shepherd the management trustees make a decision to divest of an asset the custodian trustee's job is to make sure that the management trustees have followed a due process and have come to a conclusion that um, is under their charitable aims and objectives. My understanding is the custodian trustees don't have to like it, uh, but it is their job to, to ensure the due process is followed and the, charit- the charity's aims and objectives are still being met. So it's a, it's a really good accountability thing. And it's different to other parishes. Um, we happen to be in a scenario where we, as um, a parish, own all three of so, our buildings. Yeah, so in most parishes in the Church of England, the parish church is technically, I think, owned by the church commissioners. And yeah. when a parish church is sold, the church commissioners send the money to the diocese, who then might send it, who then send it to the parish. If there's there's usually all sorts of plans around how that money's going to be spent, and then it remains yeah. a church commission asset. If in history, so if, if you're listening to this and you're from another parish and you've got designs on your building, and we wouldn't want to yeah. mislead you, if in history your parish has planted a church, which is what happened here um, on a number of occasions, um, that church might have been built as a as a centre of worship, which is actually what um, all of our buildings have ended up being because mm-hmm. through. A, a couple of accidents of history, the two original parish churches no longer exist. Yeah. And those parish centres of worship are owned by the PCC, held in trust. So we discovered yeah. that actually here in Bishopson and St Andrews, the three sites were yeah. all parish centres of worship. And yeah. so the PCC were the management trustees. They were the, their assets. So um, back to third quarter of, of 2022, we're, we're agreeing with the diocese what needs to happen. Um between the end of third quarter of 2022 and the, the last quarter of 2022, there's um, 
uh, a set of professional procedures that need to be undertaken in order to satisfy our custodian trustees that the process has has been thoroughly undertaken. So, and completed. What, so what we have done is we've um, and there are papers that people can read. We've presented the um, the mission and ministry case as to yeah. why for BNA moving to 279 makes sense short, medium and long term. Yeah. We've presented the finances behind it as to why we believe short, medium and long term that makes very good case. Yeah. And we've also written a consultation paper where the church family have been engaged in consultation around the idea and whether or not they think it's a good one. Yeah. Um, at the same time, behind line behind all of that is the work that both Horfield Baptist Church and BNA have done with um, professional surveyors on the two buildings yep. to produce reports that say actually the valuations these are the valuations this is how the you know this makes sense at yep. these valuations and the, these are good this is good this is a really a sensible thing you're doing so those have yep. been completed um, we're currently working on a final paper which is there are changes that we would like to make to Hawfield Baptist Church to make to mission, 279 to 279 yeah. thank you to make mission and ministry yeah. um, more suitable for the modern world which is something the whole the, the members of Hawfield Baptist Church recognizes need would be needed yeah. were they to be staying in the building and some of those require some level of permissions because the building is grade 2 listed yeah. and so we're currently working with a, a brilliant architect called Simon Pugh Jones of Ash Studios um, and engaging with the council here in Bristol about what we would want to do to the streetscape, so how the building talks to the street and to the worship space primarily, just to enable worship in the 21st century, but also thinking in 100 years' time, will this space still work? And when that paper is completed, our trustees will be able to say, well, we've done the finances, we've done the consultation, here's the mission ministry case, we've had our surveyors do the work. With a level of confidence, we know what we can do to the building. We approve the purchase of this and the sale of our of, of our site on Gloucester Road. And then after that, we it it goes up the line, as it were, to the custodian trustees, who basically go, ah, well, who go, they've done their consultation, that's their finance case, that's their mission ministry case. Yes, they can make changes. And then the custodian trustees are then, uh, are then tasked with going, yeah, I th we, we agree, hopefully, that this is a sensible decision and, and we approve of it. So it's been quite a complicated process because essentially we're trying to run two different systems in parallel. So our, our brothers and sisters at Hawfield Baptist Church run under a different form of governance. The power for decision-making lies um, more heavily in the local congregation for them than it does for us. So where um, we have a, a parish church council that would hold um, uh, a, a greater power than their elders and deacons their equivalent to to decide um they they had to do more work early on with their congregation we have to do more work later on in it with our process if, yeah if you want to think about it in terms of politics we we run like a parliament so we we ask our parliament to make decisions but they have to make decisions taking into account the people of, yeah. the, of the country uh, and they they run their they run more like referendums where the, yeah. everybody get you know and it's not yeah it's just different ways of running churches. Yeah, Both yeah. of them involve people making prayerful decisions at what's in the best interests and where God is leading us. So we've not been in a position to talk about this much of late because the professional procedures have had to be observed and, and we're not in a position to say, yes, we're good to go because actually we are working with professionals who are putting together um, key information that then needs to be submitted to custodian trustees and whilst 
the weight, as you said, rests with the management trustees. The management trustees can't ever say, yes, we've completed this. Um, but they can be confident to say, actually, we're ready for submission to our custodian trustees. So you have you have a lovely illustration. So if, if this time last year I went on online onto Expedia and ordered a ticket <laughs> to 279 Gloucester Road uh, and, and in the new year, you know, we boarded a plane, um, where you, you have an illustration for where you think we are now. So it, it feels like that moment where somebody comes um, on the intercom on the, the aeroplane and says, cabin crew ready for landing. And suddenly um, uh, you realise that actually no longer is this flight happening at altitude, it's actually preparing to come down into land. And, and it feels like that now. And of course, uh, any aeroplane in, in the process of coming down to land right up until fairly late on can decide that it's going to pull up out of landing. Um, uh, but, but there is an intent to come into land. And I think what we are saying as, um, a, a, as a church locally um, is that we are now preparing to come into land. So the, the bulk of the flight has been completed. We're, we're ready to bring this into land. And the amazing thing for us as a church family, there's a few things as we kind of close we want to s- people to hear is this enables us to establish kind of an iconic um, presence on the Gloucester Road for the short, medium and long term. Yep. Um, it is a space where if you come on a Sunday, you know, the youth actually can meet in the building and have to, instead of having to walk all down the road. It is a space with kitchens, with toilets. Um, and it is a space that is right on a bus stop. So, so from a Sunday perspective, it, it has the potential to be amazing. But the thing that's the kind of real kind of like, ah, thing for us is if somebody turns up at Soul Food on a Wednesday night, and they get a lovely meal and they make friends. And then they say to one of the soul food team, oh, where, where do you do church on a Sunday? Currently, the soul food team say, well, you have to go out the gate, turn right, down the hill, to the traffic lights, turn left, all the way up the hill, round the corner, and then there's a church. It's about 10 minutes away. And then down the side and in the front door. Whereas actually, they could say, well, it's here. And it's the same. If somebody comes to a Ukraine meal and they say, oh, I'd love to come to church on Sunday, the guys go, well, you know where it is. And so this whole thing of bringing together all that we do in the week and who we are on a Sunday into one site is really, really exciting. And then the other thing that is amazing is that in time, people will be able to say that these two church families, when they came to a conclusion that their buildings were no longer fit for where they were at in their stage of life as a church family, instead of selling them, instead of walking away from them, got together and said, what can we do that means in 50, 100 years' time, these buildings are still kingdom buildings on the Gloucester Road? Uh, so this is really, really exciting, not just for us, mm. not just for Hallfield Baptist Church, but for the church mm. and the kingdom in the city of Bristol. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you that um, you are making us, um, your children, uh, as living stones into a temple. Um, and uh, we thank you that that isn't divided by denominations. That is one in you. Um, And God, we thank you for our brothers and sisters at Hawfield Baptist Church. We thank you for um, our brothers and sisters uh, in this part of the city. And we pray that you would help us to work together um, for your glory and that we would use the buildings that have been um, put up um, sacrificially um, by um, the, the saints who have gone before, that we would be able to use those well for your glory and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.